0: Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out?
1: Welcome to 10 to Win,
0: the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidl and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how
1: to create a winning
0: mindset. Welcome
1: back.
0: To tend to win the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is part three of having tenacity. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the interview portion. And today we have a special guest who's here with us explaining how he has built a life centered around tenacity, which has helped him create a very successful business in the Dayton, Ohio region. Jason, who's with us today?
2: That's right, Kevin. Our guest today is Greg McAfee. In 1990, Greg started McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning Company. His only capital at that time was a meager $274 and a well-used truck with no air conditioning. Today, Greg runs one of the most successful HVAC companies in the Midwest and is called upon to share his expertise with other business owners all over the nation. Earning one of the most prestigious awards, the Torch Award, McAfee Heating and Air earned this in recognition for demonstration of best practice, high standards, ethics, and continuous investment in their community. Greg has worked his way to number one in the Dayton, Ohio HVAC residential market. He is also an author of Build and Grow Your HVAC Business. He's a John Maxwell certified speaker, a business coach, and a mentor to many young entrepreneurs. Greg does his best to run his business using Christian financial principles as he pays it forward in many ways within his community. Greg is a proud veteran of our United States Marine Corps, recipient of the Miami Valley Veteran of Influence Award, AFP Philanthropy Award. His company is a multiple recipient of the Best Places to Work Award. Greg loves to inspire others to chase their dreams at full force, just as he has on his own. He resides in Bellbrook, Ohio, with Naomi, his wife of 33 years. They have a son working in the business while working on his Ph.D. and a daughter who's a freshman attending the University of Alabama. Wow, Greg, that is impressive. It's a list, to right there, you. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> we can't believe you have time
0: you. to sit around and podcast with us today. Trying to keep it short.
2: Uh, <laughs> that that is awesome. Well, well, welcome to the podcast, Greg. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, you know just wanting to talk to business guys and and gals that you know are making things happen, and we can maybe say something that'll help others think differently and
2: continue to improve oh i mean that's that's kind of why we put all this together was the idea of, of maybe intentionally and purposely giving some advice or maybe trying to help someone along the way and you know what Who, who's probably benefited the most out of this kevin and i you know we get to yeah. meet folks like you you know every week who's who's kind of inspired us to 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 uh, take the next step you know and creating that winning mindset so once again we want to thank you for coming on today sure so well greg listen you know last week we talked about being persistent and this week we've been focusing on tenacity which some would say is is the brother to being persistent okay you own a very successful heating and air conditioning company in the dayton area although you found great success right now i bet that hasn't always been the case when you first began your company What kind of obstacles did you face?
1: Well, first of all, when when I started in 1990, um, I had just been laid off from the heating and air company I worked at. And I was going to wait a couple years and then start a business. That was my goal. But when I got laid off, um, we actually got married, bought a house, and I started McAfee all the same year. So the anniversary dates are always easier to remember. Yeah, sure. So, uh, but when I first started, I started with $274 in a used truck, like you mentioned in my bio. Uh, And there wasn't, I didn't have a, the McAfee virus company wasn't very popular in 1990. I wasn't from Dayton. I didn't have a name. I didn't have any recognition. So I I just had to go out and hustle. And back then I just went out and went door to door, made a lot of phone calls. Back then, we used to have what was called a crisscross directory. It was a big old thick book that you could go through each street in Dayton, um, and your name. You know, if you lived on that street, your name was in there and your landline number was in there. And I would just start calling all the way down, and uh, I'd call a hundred people and maybe get one person that had interest in me coming out and giving them a tune up or check up or whatever. So made a lot of phone calls, did a lot, wore out a lot of shoes um, just trying to make things happen. And, you know, if you just, if you think about the first year is always tough, but the second year in business, my phone didn't ring for two weeks. Mm. Um, and I remember people saying, when, when are you going to go get a job and, or when are you going to, you know, when when are you going to give this idea up? Um, but the tenacity was, it was always there. Um, you know, I I wasn't going to be stupid and do that forever, but I knew if I kept doing what I'm doing, Eventually, this thing's going to take off, and uh, it, eventually it did just that. So even back, you know, before I built, I had it. I started at a kitchen table, and then I built a garage about a year and a half later behind my house, and it was just a small twenty-four by twenty-four garage, and we just divided it down the middle, and I put an office on one side, warehouse on the other. Uh, but it was always, when you walked in that little office, it looked just like an office. I mean, you never knew it was a garage. And, uh, but even back in those days, um, you know, it was extremely tough, but I didn't know any different, you know, the tenacity kicks in and you just, you got to make this work. I mean, there wasn't, failure was not an option. Yeah. Right. That's I love that.
0: So what what it. were what what were the most challenging things that you had to overcome in those early days, Greg?
1: Well, I I didn't go to college, so I didn't have any business experience at all. Um, from my previous jobs, I did I did realize that I basically had the gift of sales. Uh, running service calls, I could offer things, and people trusted me. They bought. Uh, so I learned really, I've been learning how to sell ever since I had a paper out, uh, but dealing with people and stuff like that. But I didn't know how to hire people. I didn't know how to fire people. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know how to like manage per se. You just do and you just make it happen. And uh, so there's a lot of obstacles. And fortunately I was blessed. My sister-in-law was a bookkeeper and accounting. And she set me up from day one with proper bookkeeping, which today I tell everyone, if you're not doing that, you're going to suffer later. And that's part of what really helped us was to have the financial statement on a monthly basis and all that kind of stuff. Even from day one, when we were doing, you know, 60,000 in the first year, so, um, Sixty thousand in nineteen ninety was something like one hundred thirty thousand today. Yeah, oh, okay.
2: sure, sure, yeah.
1: So just just a lot of you know everything was new, and I just had to learn as I went. It, there wasn't I I did read a lot um, on leadership and stuff like that as I grew. But we only grew one person a year for the first fifteen years, wow. um, and then we kind of took off. On the fifteenth, we have we we only have forty employees today, and I say only forty because the reputation and the brand that we've built in the Dayton market, most people guess we, that we have a hundred employees. Yeah, sure. Um, right. But we only have 40 and we're extremely a lean operation and we do more with 40 than most companies do with 60.
2: Yeah. I, I, I love that, Greg. I mean, we've had multiple guests on here and you know, the theme over and over is just don't quit, right? You have to keep Being persistent and and persevere through the hard times. And and that's exactly what you're telling us today. And so once again, anybody who's listening to Greg and his story, don't stop, you know, when the obstacles come and the hardships come, don't stop. And it's, it's, it's once again, a common theme that we're seeing over and over and over for people who want uh, to get on that winning mindset path. So, but, so but Greg, Monday, Greg, let me,
0: or, uh, Greg, yeah. let me ask you something really quick. You mentioned that I'm going to dial all these numbers out of the phone book. Or I'm going to walk through the soles of my shoes going door to door. And at first it wasn't particularly paying off at what point, and, and, it, and it did, it ended up paying off and it ended up working. But at what point would you recommend to someone who's like, I don't know if what I'm doing is actually going to work. So Yes, I want to be tenacious and yes, I want to be persistent, but I also don't want to repeat the same thing over and over again without it working. So at what point do I, do I make some sort of adjustment to this so that I can, I can keep being tenacious and persistent, but I, I'm going to try something else.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I didn't take out any loans, so I was hundred percent debt free. So we, my wife did work. Um, but she made very, she didn't make a whole lot at the time. And, uh, so we knew we had a, we had a budget to live on and, uh, I didn't pay myself for the first 18 months. Hmm. So we lived on her income and, uh, I, what I would tell other people who are starting, um, first of all, don't, don't go out and get a loan just to start a business. You know, sometimes you just got to start you got to be scrappy and get out there and make it happen. You're going to have slower growth, but you're going to be a lot more stronger and stable uh, when it's over. So I didn't have a loan. So I didn't have to worry about anything pulling me back because just because I didn't make any income. Yeah. And uh, if I did, then that could be a problem. Because later on, I actually bought another company that was in the Home Improvement. That that was this was a brain one of my brain dumps in my bit in my business life. And I bought a home improvement company. They did windows and doors and stuff like that. And I thought, well, I could run this thing just like I do McAfee, but it ended up being completely different because they had subcontractors and we had employees and it was just a completely different monster. And it was draining me. I mean, I hired people to answer the phones, I hired I hired people to to basically run it and it drained me. And somebody a lot smarter than me said, "How long are you going to allow this to drain you? Pull the plug." And I did. I pulled the plug and I didn't even sell it. I just closed the doors and it was over and I took my losses and and went home. But um so I had uh, there I don't know what my lot my threshold would have been if I don't have work by if I don't have enough work rather to be able to bring in some income, then I better go get a job. Okay. Cause I tell people all the time, you could probably make more money going to work for someone else, you know, if this thing doesn't take off in right. a year or so, right? so there, but there is a threshold of where you got to draw the line and say, um, I just don't have what it takes and. As much as tenacity as you want to have, common sense does have to kick in and you do have to face reality.
2: Kevin and I, we've talked, uh, you know, off screen a lot about things recently. And, you know, I I think kind of where you're going at here, Greg, is the idea of, of exhausting every possibility, right? Like you can look back and legitimately say. I did everything that I possibly could to get this thing running and to keep it running. And it just was not sustainable, you know, similar to what you had with your, you know, with your, um, the, the contracting business, you know, that you had taken over there. And, and I think it's okay. Sometimes when you look back and you say this didn't work, well, is that a total fail? I mean, it's the eye of the beholder, right? Like you can't, be in debt your whole life. You can't be, you know, constantly facing problems every single day of your life. At some point in time, you got to cut it off if it's not working, but at least you, you know, crossed your T's and dotted your I's and you were very thorough about everything. And then that's where the decision comes in to say, this is it. You know, I'm I'm making a change here.
1: Yeah. I always tell people, put it to sleep. Don't close it. Just put it to sleep. Yeah. Maybe there's another time that's going to work better for you to open it back up. Um, You know, I mean, 409, the cleaner 409 is called 409 for a reason. 408 times didn't work. So <laughs> I did not know that. That's, yeah.
2: That, that's, so, that's awesome. You
1: know, the guy that's had really tenacity, great. but he also dealt with a lot of failure.
2: That, that hey, I just learned something. I never that. heard, heard that, cool. that before. Yeah, that's great. Okay, uh, so let me ask you this, Greg. On Monday, we talked about the difference between good and great and better and best. For leaders and their organizations, tenacity is an attribute that can mean the difference between failure and success and can ultimately take a team from doing all right to thriving. Do you believe that this is true?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and which, by the way, I talk a lot about my favorite book ever is, besides the Bible, is Good to Great by Jim Collins. I mean, that's one of my favorite books. I've taught out of it. I read it often, and it's an old book. It was, I mean, it's, I don't know, 20 years old now? Um, but Tenacity has like three sections that I talk about, and one is determination, and one is resist, uh, persistence, rather, Yeah, and then one is just my favorite word is grit. Mm, mm-hmm. You've just got to have grit, and You know, grit is just staying focused and seeing the big picture, even when things aren't working.
2: Totally. Yes. I I love that word, grit. Yeah.
0: So I asked this question earlier in the week, Greg, would you rather have someone who's skilled or someone who's got will and determination? Think about all the employees that you've hired over the years. What do you think? Yeah.
1: The will and determination wins every time because we can train skills.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. It's it's all a mindset shift, right? I mean, it's the idea that you 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 know what your vision is and you're going to persevere and, and have that tenacity to, to get there. And you know what, if I don't have the skills, my boss or my coworkers or whoever is going to teach me along the way, I mean, yeah. you've probably hired you know, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Right. And I'm sure when you go into those interviews, maybe, you know, maybe you're looking for someone who's got 10 years in the business and who knows how to, you know, take apart a furnace, you know, within a minute. But at the end of the day, that may not be as important as someone who's like, I want to get to the top of this or, you know, in a sports analogy, it's the idea of not just winning, but becoming the greatest of all time. And, you know, it's, it's tenacity is that.
1: Yeah. It's the, uh... Attitude first, tenacity, and we'll train everything else. Yeah. Man, if you got if, if someone has those two things, um, they're going to go very far in my company.
0: So, Greg, you you mentioned the early challenges that you faced, not having a business background and having your sister teach you the the accounting side of things and um, and those things. What have you found? Yourself having to push through, be tenacious on, and teach yourself as you went from, you know, you like you mentioned growing the company one employee per year for 15 years, but then growing it to, you know, over 40. Like, what are some of the larger challenges that you face? That you find yourself really needing to to push through and be tenacious on to kind of teaching yourself how to run a, a much larger scale of business now.
1: Well, first of all, I've listed a few things that has actually happened that will would have taken most companies under that happened to us. But I always t- I always tell people and teach you need number one you need a mentor, number two you need a business coach. And number three, once you're a certain size, and that could be three or four people, you need a board of advisors. Hmm. Um, Clay Mateel, who's you know sold IMES for two point four billion, said he wouldn't open up a popcorn stand without forming a board of advisors first. So we've had a board of advisors for years. And that gets that I have learned more from other people in reading than probably any, than 10 years of college could do for anyone.
2: Of course. Um,
1: But we built our first building and uh, it collapsed. We had all the walls up and I was over there in the slab was poured and I went in there and I was marking off my office space and uh, I went home for lunch and I got a phone call that my building collapsed and uh, the builder didn't have the walls supported properly and, wow. and they collapsed inward. Uh, so that, that entire thing had to be rebuilt. Um, I also applied when I applied for a loan for that building, um, I had to go to five banks. I got five, I mean, I went to five banks and they were no, 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 no. Uh, because I didn't have any credit. And, uh, the sixth bank, uh, gave me an opportunity with very high interest rate, but I got—I finally got a yes. Um, a lot of people, and I know there's people that have went to more banks than five, but a lot of people would have given up at three. Uh, of course, but you. Had, and then we had a guy. In the last ten years, we had a guy, uh, a really good technician, and he ended up sniffing um, keyboard cleaner while he was driving one of my trucks, ran into a. Uh, the city building in Xenia passed out, ran into the city building, hit the city building, um, kind of went sideways, hit a park bench where two homeless guys were sitting. Broke one of their arms. Wow. I can't make this up. Yeah, You know, and, and, and then you see my truck on the news and it's like totaled inside the city building. And, you know, people, it's real easy to look at a, a business owners and go, man, they got it made. They got it made. Well, I hope they do after 33 years, but you have no idea what they went through to have it made. Yeah, sure. I also got, um, you know, back in 2020, just recently, I per- I said something on my personal Facebook page, and I was attacked by cancel culture. Um, threatened. My family was threatened. My business was threatened. Um, UD Arena, I was in there fully uh, supporting their basketball team, and they cut my contract, pulled my name out of UD. Wow. Um, the We were a sponsor for the hospital. We have our own foundation for children. Dayton Children's cut me off and wouldn't even talk to me. Wow! And the BBB red tagged me. I mean, um, you know, what do you do in that situation? When you've never experienced that before and you're dealing with stuff like that, you've never that you've never dealt with before. Everyone's against you and you don't even know if you're gonna stay afloat, even wow. after 30 years. Wow. So you just, fail- when I say failure is not an option at that point, and we lost, by the way, we lost five employees. We lost a few thousand customers and we just kept going. And this year, 2022 rather, uh, we had record high sales. Uh, That's we've awesome. got the strongest team we've ever had and, you know, things are going in a really good direction. Uh, and by the way, I did get on, I apologized for what I said, you know, again, it was on my personal Facebook and it was taken out of context, um, completely. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I had to deal with that. My true. family had to deal with that. My employees had to deal with that. I mean, they were getting flipped off and run off the road. I mean, it was just a bad situation. Yeah, so true. how do you deal with that? Do you? You just close your doors and go i'm not going to deal with this and and you walk away you give up um so tenacity is part of i'm not going to i'm not going to tap out you know what i mean and unless we unless it's like we talked about earlier to where um you know you're funding wise you're at your the bottom and uh you know then that might make sense but um i'm not going to tap out just when things get tough um what what a witness it was for my employees uh you know to hang in there when they didn't know what was going to happen
2: no i mean that's that's an incredible story of of conquering you know something that uh was certainly unexpected and and you know I think getting back to the mountain was all from being tenacious right and and this idea of of not quitting and having grit and That's just, that's, that's an incredible story. So if our listeners are, are tuning in right now, Greg, you know, you've given some examples of, of what tenacity is, but if they were going to ask you, how can they gain more tenacity in their life, right? Do you have some additional advice on that?
1: Um, I would say, um, be optimistic, you know, quit seeing all the negative and see optimistic. Uh, when I built the building that ended up falling down, I mean, I would sit out in front of it for an hour or two at a time and dream and see and visualize the building on the lot next to the pond and the driveway and the McAfee trucks coming in and out when we probably only had six trucks total. And, but be optimistic and be confident without being cocky. Just be confident in what you're doing. I don't care if you have, if you're a one-man show right now, or if you have five employees and you're growing, be confident, and you're, and that's really good for your team too. You know, confidence breeds confidence, and then follow through. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, and follow through, and uh, that that also breeds follow through. And then, lastly, be passionate.
2: Yeah.
1: Just be passionate about what you do if you're not going to be passionate about what you do, go do something else Yeah. because you're not going to be passionate. You can't be successful without being passionate Yeah. and you right. can't have tenacity without passion.
2: That's let's go. You go hand in hand, hundred percent. Right.
0: Love it. This has been amazing. Greg, do you, do you have any last things you want to share with the listeners before we let you go?
1: I, I would end with, um, so by the way, when you asked me, would tenacity be good? Uh, I think so. You know, I mean. (laughs) So, tenacity is an indicator of one's success. Yeah. If you have tenacity, and you go into business, or even if you play sports, you're more likely to be successful in whatever your endeavor is. If you have tenacity, it's a great indicator. You're going to be successful because you're going to follow through. You're going to make it happen. You're not going to throw in the towel too early, and and uh, you're going to thrive instead of just surviving. So I, I appreciate you having me on.
0: That's, that's so a social cool. media clip right there, yeah, Greg. If I ever awesome. heard one.
2: <laughs> very, very good. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have for having tenacity part three. We want to thank Greg McAfee for coming on the show today and giving us some incredible insight on how to be more tenacious in our lives Greg, we have listeners from all over the state. Actually, we have listeners from all the world, to be honest with you. Um, but here locally within Ohio, if they have any HVAC issues or simply just want to get in touch with you, where can everyone go to find you or your company?
1: Sure. If it's uh, if it's pertaining to heating and air, of course, you can just find us at mcair.com um, or anything else for business coaching or um, – Anything else that I do, you can find out at com.
2: Perfect. And we will have all of that in the show notes as well. And Greg,
0: uh, you have your own podcast. You Make sure you get us a, give us a plug for uh, the Greg McAfee podcast.
1: Sure. The podcast is The, the Greg McAfee Show. And uh, I've had a few uh, interviews, but for the most part, it's a solo podcast where I just talk about topics like tenacity.
2: That's that's awesome. awesome. Well, please tune into his podcast. Uh, If you didn't get enough of Greg today, you can certainly join him in uh, his weekly stuff there. Uh, Please rate and review our podcast as well as Greg's. Uh, The more reviews and ratings we get, the more people that we can get this podcast in the hands of. And as always, and most importantly, if you are impacting or influencing just one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks, Greg.
0: Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.